Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Williams, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. College football is now officially over, and we know you're all probably as sad as we are today. However, we'll get to see many of our favorite players sooner than we think when the 2020 NFL Draft opens April 23rd. Here to help us talk through our way-too-early draft discussion is our very own Alexis Chison, assistant producer for Bleeding Green and writer for Land Grant Holy Land and SB Nation NFL. Welcome, Alexis. Thanks so much for having me on. I always love talking with you ladies. So before we get started, since it's been a while, can you give us an update on your life? Well, I had a baby. <laughs> and Yay! now I Yay, but now I don't sleep at all, Um, but it's okay. (laughs) He was born September 4th, and I was totally convinced he was the Buckeyes' good luck charm since they didn't lose in the first three months, but uh, he's great, and I'm great, and I just need a little nap. (laughs) He's understandable. And we were just talking about this before I started recording, but his name is Ryan Chase. His middle name is Chase. His first name is Ryan. I mean... It's perfect. (laughs) I figured, yeah, it had to be their good luck charm. I mean, it definitely wasn't after them, but, you know, after like the third game and feeling Ryan Day's energy as the new head coach, I was like, okay, we can say it. It works. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So I know we probably don't really want to talk about it, but did you both catch the game last night? I did. I fell asleep partway through the third quarter. This might be just me being an old lady and a personal vendetta of mine, but I really hate the Monday night games that start so late. Like, I just can't stay awake until 11 p.m. or midnight to watch a football game anymore. Not on a school night. I don't want that. Like, I understand West Coast and all that, but, you know, I can't stay up that late either. It's no way. So I didn't make it the whole game either. I was just like, all right. Let's go, Joe Burrow. Good night. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, who did you guys root for? Because I I keep hearing the argument that you should vote for the guys who beat you, but I, I just couldn't do it. No, I would rather see like literally anything other than Clemson <laughs> winning. I'm still so bitter about it, which is ironic because in 2007, I would have said LSU. So it comes around, but I was happy for Joe Burrow. I mean, and he's amazing. He's fun to watch. He really is. Oh, yeah. Well, I was texting Tia last night, and, you know, I was at the point where I was like, I don't want either team to win. But, you know, I was like, well, I guess both teams, I just want them to have fun. And then I said, <laughs> no, I, I think I just want Joe Burrow to have fun. And I think he did. So I think – Like, we're not asking success. that much. Just one guy out of two full entire football teams to yeah. have fun. <laughs> no. Well, Randy Moss's son – like, Randy Moss is really fun – I feel like so I was happy for him too. So like two guys. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we want him to succeed too. Oh my gosh, those like post game cigars and just everything that comes out of that game, especially for Joe Burrow. I'm just so happy for him. His story is crazy. I know it's been like overtold lately, but I can literally already picture his thirty for thirty on ESPN in like ten years. I'm gonna be sitting with my kids like I watched that game. I remember when he played for Ohio State. (laughs) I love how quickly we're all like putting Ohio State back on him too. Like it's (laughs) kind of like part ours. (laughs) Yeah, we're claiming him. I don't care. It's fine. He he was here for two seasons. We can claim him. He has a degree. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I am going to say something negative about Joe Burrow because I was all one million percent behind him. And then he decided to tweet out that he hates Skyline Chili. (laughs) And I was like, I one million percent disagree with this. And we're just going to have one point against you because you can't be perfect. He's going to have a lot of it when he's drafted number one. (laughs) Right. so true. Yeah. But just like you guys, I think I went to bed in the third quarter, so I didn't really see the end or any of that targeting stuff or whatever. But yeah, I wrote an entire article about why Buckeye fans need to swallow their pride and watch the game, support Joe Burrow, because like seriously, that whole I'm not watching because we should be in it thing, it looks, it just looks really bad. But then I fell asleep. But I had good intentions. They were there. (laughs) Tia, I know that you had an interesting run-in on someone with Twitter or someone on Twitter about that very article you were talking about. Uh, Do you want to tell us more about this particular incident? So um, my story went live on the site and the tweet went out and it said something along the lines of like, at Tia Williams, like tagged me. Thanks, Buckeye fans need to just suck it up and watch the national championship game. And here's why. And... I think there were like 25 replies that literally were just like, no, you're not the boss of me. We're not watching all this. But this one guy said- Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This one guy said, well, he can suck on something. Like, talking about me. (laughs) And so our editor, Matt, sends it to the group chat saying, how do you look at my Twitter handle, which is at Tia Williams, and think, yeah, that's a guy. Like, my name is Tia That is the girliest name I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, since it was a sports article, it had to be a guy. He he didn't even, like, double check. Well, sure. Yeah. (laughs) And then also, like, the general just jerk move of, like, telling you to go suck something. Like, let's not do this. (laughs) Like, double whammy. Yeah. But basically, this guy was doing exactly what we've talked about on the show so many times before, which is hiding behind social media and using that anonymity as an excuse to just be a jerk. Um, and I, I'm saying it's hilarious because I would rather laugh about it than crawl into the fetal position and cry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also committed, like you said, that crucial faults that is just operating under the assumption that every sports writer is a dude. Um, right. and I did laugh when I initially saw the tweet just cause it was so ignorant on so many levels. You just don't have to be that guy. Um, and we've said it so many times before is that this is 2020 now and these things are still happening and we don't need these degrading sexual innuendos and outdated assumptions on our social media. And it's definitely not even as bad as the comments that I see some women get. Like, you know, this one is just kind of funny because he made himself look stupid in the end. So you know what they say when you assume. But anyway, we're going to move on to more positive things like NFL football after the break. Stay tuned. So the good news is that NFL football is still in season. I know you're an Eagles fan, Alexis, but who's your Super Bowl matchup now that Philly's out of the picture? So I have the Titans and 49ers. I think Mike Vrabel is doing something super special in Tennessee I mean, who would have picked the Titans to be in the AFC championship at the beginning of the year? Uh, Not to mention that they'd have to beat the Patriots and Ravens on the road in back-to-back weeks to get there. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm so excited for him. I'm like team Titans now. 
but I think it'll be maybe the 49ers with the win ultimately, but I think they'll at least get to go. Yeah. Yeah. I I love seeing the Titans keep going, even though as Buckeye fans, we're not supposed to want them to keep going because of our whole defensive coordinator situation and Carrie Coombs. You know, I I love Mike Vrabel as well, and I just want to see them. I want to see them beat the 49ers. I want an upset. And how... And how perfect, like, Carrie Coombs can go, potentially win a Super Bowl ring, and then come back to OSU. I know, like, but my be, yeah. my worry is that, like, they'll want to, they'll pay him more to keep him there because he's a Super Bowl winning coach. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> but I feel like he loves, like, you know, coaching, like, you know, young guys. I do, men. too. Like, and recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's maybe, a- I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to say he's still coming back just because I'm going to put it out there. Yeah manifest it um love Mike Vrabel I'm personally I'm hoping the Chiefs can pull it out they were talking about it on Sunday when the Chiefs were playing the Texans that Andy Reid is just one of those coaches who is in that you know top tier but he just doesn't have that Super Bowl yet so I'm secretly hoping that you know he gets that monkey off his back this year so I know that you know on the player side most of them have since fallen but we do still have a couple Buckeyes left in the playoffs including the aforementioned coaches that we talked about yep you've got uh you know Vrabel and Coombs in the AFC championship for the Titans and then linebacker Darren Lee on the Chiefs it was a good year for him to be traded there yeah and then And then in the NFC Championship, you've got Nick Bosa, who's dominating for the Niners. And then you still have Corey Lindsley as the veteran center in Green Bay. But I think Nick Bosa, he is very much on his um, brother's heels with the rookie of the year. I feel like we hear more of his name than we did when Joey Bosa was a rookie. But maybe that's just because I'm paying more attention well, San no. Francisco, I think, is much better than San Diego right. was when That's true. Bosa was dra- <laughs> the elder Bosa was drafted. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of Buckeyes joining them. Um, so with that, we're going to get into the main topic of our show today, which is the 2020 NFL Draft. So Alexis, we've got a lot of Buckeyes already on the board, including a couple top five picks. Want to walk us through that? I'm so excited. It's almost draft season. Like we're like, we're here. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously Chase Young is the top Ohio State prospect, and he's widely projected to go number two to the Washington Redskins um, after Joe Burrow at number one. Uh, he's expected to go to Cincinnati, which the Bengals would actually have to make a good decision. So hopefully <laughs> they do. And then after that, you've got Jeffrey Akuda. He's expected to be another first round pick. He's been mocked at both like number three to the Lions and number seven to Carolina. I think J.K. Dobbins is probably a round two pick, and some other Buckeyes getting early attention include K.J. Hill, Jordan Fuller, Austin Mack, uh, Malik Harrison, Thayer Munford, Damon Arnett. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, you've got the later round potentially undrafted free agents um, like Robert Landers, Tuff Borland, Rashad Berry, Demario McCall. And so pretty much this long list of guys just says another big haul for the Buckeyes, deservedly so. I can't believe that Robert Landers is going to be gone next year. I feel like he's been such an amazing part of our team for so long. I just hope he like, I hope he stays like, I don't know, the perfect personality that he is. Like he's just so great and I just hope really good things for him. So I hope he goes, you know, maybe like, round five or six that could be that could be good yeah Yeah. I know Ohio State gets criticized for their recruiting system which results in having players for 
like a year or two and then they leave us to become first round draft picks or this huge group of, you know, guys leaving that we have this year. But in my opinion, it is the best kind of recruiting. It's free marketing. These recruits see countless players playing on Sunday when they're introducing themselves and they say the Ohio State University after their names and they're I mean, who wouldn't say, heck yeah, I want to go to Ohio State. I want to go to the NFL. That's what these players' end games are. And you have the select few that schools that are like, oh, your end goal should be a national championship. But those schools aren't the ones getting to a national championship. So, I mean, I think that Urban Meyer created such a machine when he was here with, like you said, big time recruits leading to conference championships or more and then leading to top draft picks. We've seen it again and again. Uh, from the Bosa's to Ezekiel Elliott to basically the New Orleans Saints secondary. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if Ryan Day can keep that momentum going. So Alexis, how do you see Buckeyes in the NFL evolving under this new coaching regime? With the way Ryan Day is recruiting, it seems like the NFL flow will get even stronger if that's even possible. Like to see these guys coming in, they're, you know, the top of their class. And then you have the way Ryan Day is coaching like the players were flying around he was spreading the ball around offensively the defense was dominant you had so many individual players who stood out because they were so excellent and efficient and so everyone sort of got their time to shine which I think is just going to help them create bigger draft classes in the next you know maybe two years Um, it could be a really big haul for the Buckeyes and You know, I think any school is going to use what they can and having a pipeline directly to the NFL and having success, like not just we're going, but we're going to, you know, be Michael Thomas and, you know, like these fantastic players. It just shows we have the development they need. Yeah, I I hope you're right. And I hate when people say like, oh, it's Urban Meyer's recruits. So we'll find out who Ryan Day really is in like four years or whatever. But I used to even say that before this season, like what? How can we really know if he's that all that great? But we've clearly seen it, and he's made some huge changes that Urban Meyer never did, and it's resulted in success, and I'm not even worried about the recruiting because, again, these NFL players speak for themselves. So before we break, I think we should end on a really positive note with our shout-outs. Alexis, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I guess I should probably shout out my son, but probably more, probably more so my husband, who's playing with him as we record. <laughs> um, Perfect timing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my husband, you know, he loves stepping up when I need him to, so I can work. And you know, during the last. Eagles playoff game he was actually watching the baby and making me a sandwich while I wrote about the injuries which felt super satisfying in today's like get back in the kitchen culture so yes I love that that. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I love everything about that I want to put that as like the headline of the podcast Let's see. I'm going to actually shout out Alexis because we've never actually like spoken, but I've like known, I feel like I've known you for the past five years. So I know. I'm so glad that we finally get to like connect and chat. Um, and it's great to like actually meet you via the podcast and, you know, hear more about you from your actual like voice instead of your writing. So thank you. Well, thanks. I was excited when you reached out. Very excited. So funny. Yes. Technology these days. I know. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm gonna go with my fiance for like the billionth time on this show because he's keeping me sane and from killing people in what is a crazy, hectic time right now. We're a month and a day out from our wedding, and I'm just now realizing that like all these little nagging tasks that I still have yet to do. And to some people, I say, I literally bring this up every show. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to bet because some people might not think that these are like big tasks, but things like favors and name tags and seating charts and flowers, like I would rather do anything else, anything else. Um, And so he'll just sit me down like this will take literally five seconds and we're done. But it just seems like such a burden. So yeah, shout out to him for putting up with me and the daily reality checks that he gives me. I <laughs> so <love that. laughs> we will leave you with that and end our show there. Alexis, thank you so much for taking the chat, taking the time to chat with us. It's been great to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks again for the invite. I feel like this was the perfect return to like the podcast airwaves since baby. You can follow Alexis on Twitter at lovely Buckeye. And as always, you can follow me at Tia Williams, that's Tia with three A's, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll be back next Thursday and every Thursday after that with new shows. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.